I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. They holding, hold up, but I can't slow it down. Too much to prove. If it ain't money, I can't come round. More tie. What the fuck, Chris? More tie. That's what I'm known for. I'm never comfy. Came from nothing, bitch. I want more. Don't play. You know this go for real. I kept it country. Now be country even with a deal. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we are back on a Monday night uh, to talk about a bunch of random stuff, man. And we had to go get, you know, one of our favorite people that was supposed to be on the show a couple weeks ago, but things fell through with our internet connection. Yeah. So we had to, we said, no, we got to scrap that. Can't do that. We can't have them on here looking bad with the internet connection come out, oh, cutting out. It was out. bad too, Chris. Right. So we said, we're going to get them back. Uh, will we get everything fixed? And, uh, he, he came through. Um, it is comedian Chris Lambert, who you guys should all know from being on the show before. You can find him at chrislambert.com. You can find him on Twitter at, at Chris Lambert. Uh, what's up, man? Hey guys. How's it going? Thanks for having me back. Oh, it's, it's good, good to have you, man. Good. For, for a second, I thought that was me rapping. I was like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. That sounds like me stumbling over the words. I, you know, uh, I love Big Crit. But um, I do not champion his entire catalog like I should. I, I haven't been spinning him that much lately. It's cool, man. I think, you know, as a true Big Crit fan, I thought you would just know right away uh, when it's, you know, they holler, hold up. But I can't slow it down. Too much to prove if it ain't money. I can't come around. I thought you would just get the cadence right oh, away. Shit. Mm-hmm. Which, that's not return of it. No, it's not return. Uh, it's the opening theme to Return of Forever, I believe. Are you serious? That's my favorite fucking... Oh, man. Um, yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I do my research. I pick yeah. the things that I think the guests will love. Like, yeah. And, That's the uh, refrain from being lame, saying mm-hmm. like you mean it, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, sir. Damn. It's the Return yeah. of Forever, ho. I am really not urban tonight. It's I, all right. It's all right. Let you guys down. You did something really urban earlier. You couldn't get your technology to work correctly, and that's... That's true. So... That, very true. You know, uh, the feng shui in my apartment isn't right because where my laptop used to be, I had I have Wi-Fi, but it, it just wasn't. For some reason, this, the, my laptop had it with me on the road, and the Wi-Fi was working fine in the hotel. I get it back. It wasn't working, so I have to, like, hook it up to my modem, which is in a weird place on the, my love seat. Mm-hmm. But kinda, it's just, you know, I'm making excuses. I just like that you can use feng shui in a sentence, man. So, I know it's so, and it makes sense. Um, so Chris, uh, you're on the Blackout Tips, obviously. Uh, you can find us at theblackouttips.com. Uh, while you're there, you can donate to the show. You can subscribe. You can become a premium listener. Hear all the bonus podcasts that we do. That's right, we do bonus podcasts. Chris has been on a couple of them. We've done some movie reviews for spoiled movie reviews with Chris. Um. And, uh, you know, we always have a good time. Uh, we actually have, you know, new spinoff shows that we recorded and put out last week during our vacation. Um, so, you know, never stop grinding. Uh, you can also do stuff like leave comments, vote in the polls, leave, uh, comments on your votes in the polls. It's so meta. Um, and you can subscribe to it and all that good stuff. Don't forget the official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme mm-hmm. um first things first man um uh, i got a new trailer for a show that i did uh everybody knows i do a show called medium talk where i interview people and it's more of a one-on-one thing and i try to get in depth with them well 
last week i got to interview somebody that i've wanted to talk to for uh, about a year now uh ebony from catfish uh chris you watch catfish at all i used to okay did you ever see the episode with ebony and rod which uh the is rod the one that like the transvestite or something yeah that's what he wanted and uh turned out mm-hmm. that she was not a transvestite yeah and he was he was let down it's hard rod and cheese balls mm-hmm. yeah so, okay, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. So I actually got to interview Ebony uh, on the show. It's a good one, y'all. Medium Talk. I'll play the uh, the trailer for you guys. It was hard to cut down. I think it's like about four minutes. Um, and I try to keep them shorter than that. But it was just, and I still left, I don't know, a ton of shit out. Yes, but you did. I'll go ahead and play it for y'all. One, two, three, four, Medium Talk. Hola, and welcome to Medium Talk on the Black Outers podcast uh, premium session for all the people that like to pay to hear podcasts. I have a very special lady here uh, who we've talked about on the show. Everybody knows. Um, I, what's going on, Ebony? Welcome to Medium Talk with KJ. Hello. And thank you so much for having me. And shout out to Ty as well. He's so cute. Hey, Ty. First things first, um, before we even get into this interview, let me just say... Um, Ebony at the beginning, I lied. My name Rod, and uh, I apologize I saying it was a KJ. Um, it's really Rod, um, and uh, it's Roderick also. So um, it's <laughs> a little too close. Um, I was uh, really mad during the um, the, ep- the episode of Catfish because the guy's name was Rod, and uh, I felt like he put like he just you know how sometimes black people do something and you go oh man you messing up for all of us I felt like he messed I it know. up for all rods you know he messed it up for all the rods out there in the world our stock went down a little bit and I like to apologize on his behalf I never changed the channel on catfish but it's, I guess once you go black know. you know um, me, you know what me and Missy brought it home I think until <laughs> mine came on people was in love with that one until mine came. But, you know, leave it to a, 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 you know, leave it to a sister to get the party started. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> they let us in and the black people took over. When they showed the pictures at the beginning, I was like, that's a man? Like, really? Because I think I might be gay. And I don't want to, like, I've never been attracted to a dude before. And then they show, when you answer the door, I was like, that's a, that's a man? You know what? I could, you know, I would hold hands with him. In public, and you know, nobody got to know but me and him. We just keep it between us. Because a lot of dudes was like, damn, you know, and, and they, you, you're exactly right. They was like breathing a sigh of relief. They was like, thank God. Because <laughs> yeah. like a lot of people were looking like, you know, with a lot of straight men, like, damn, you know, I'm attracted to this man. It's just he, she. But also, a lot of people were like, uh uh-uh, uh, hell, dog, that's not a, a, a man because. You know, can't nobody do body work like that. Yes. Wrestling too real. And, you know, I had the girls sitting up and out. Like, I had them out. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Oh, I know. <laughs> I think when I opened the door, a lot of people, I, I was really, a lot of people was like, uh-uh. I, they were questioning it then. And you had the, the voice s- already. And you had the sundress on and had all that, the, the jiggle in the back, dog. I was like, that's not a dude. She paying this nigga phone bill? Why? You know, like, but uh, I yeah, thought he had it made. No. 
No, that hey, hell nah, honey. You know that wasn't even the case, honey. I date well. You know, I'm I'm a <laughs> smart woman and a beautiful woman, and I put those two together, and you date up women. And a lot of people, you know, how you get that house? She hard work and dating well. Let me tell you something. <laughs> and a lot of people, you know, look at my shit and be like, I'm man back. And it's probably because I do, because mm. it's horrible. Men are horrible. They are they the are. worst. I agree. They the worst. We we bad. I agree. Men are men are selfish. They y'all are selfish yeah. ass people. Mm-hmm. And men will meet a woman, and the only thing that they are focused on is seeing what they want from you. Yeah. They're always focused on what they want, and the only thing I can think of, I feel so sorry for straight women. This is the bullshit y'all got to deal mm-hmm. with. Yeah, it was horrible. I feel bad for them too, man. I always tell dudes, your dick is not your friend. The time when you can get a dude to really like open up and think and be unselfish and really consider another person ironically it's right after they orgasm that's amazing but it's the only time it's like for that uh that, i know that refractory I period is i'm not saying it's worth it girl i'm on your side so uh that was the <laughs> episode of medium talk um just some of the clip clips from it uh, a lot of people enjoy ebony man we're gonna try to get her on the regular show too she was uh hilarious um and full of uh opinions and spark and sass and all that stuff man um so first things first uh what you been up to chris it's been you know a while since we talked to you uh just been working a nine to five and and doing stand-up and uh doing the podcast uh i was in uh philadelphia with chris hardwick uh late last month and it was a lot of fun uh, it was about four-year comedy anniversary and i was uh four years congratulations yeah thank you it's 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 a it's a drop in the bucket for 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 a young comic but uh at the same time i feel like i got a lot to be proud of and and you know stuff i could take a lot of validation in a lot of ways that'll carry me through the the rough times Mm -hmm. you know so i just keep uh i'm just keep plug keeping just plugging away, you know. How your you know, set? How have your sets been going? Sets have been going pretty good. I've been doing longer sets um, and just being able to stretch out more and and have a lot of fun um, and just like things that happen during the day. Uh, uh, I I I can bring them to the stage. I have more confidence to do that. Like uh, I went I, when I was in Philly. I walked I walked around the city a little bit and saw different things and I talked about them on stage and they were funny um, and to the audience and uh, it was pretty cool so it's just like steadily uh, adding to my arsenal now what is that about is that um, the idea that um, did you think you weren't funny enough to do it before is it just having the balls to try it is it uh, trial and error were there times where you tried to do you know bring up things that happened to you in the city and it didn't work because i see a lot of uh you know professional comedians and stuff uh that you see all the time that you know that's all they do is they're a comedian it's almost like you know uh a trade practice they start off the show and they say something about your city or your locale and then you know i'm sure they go into their normal routine i think it's a lot of it's fear uh because to go with what you what you know already works. Like I'll, I'll have, I'll open with, with, with material, but then like once we've settled in and I, you know, I talked about like what it was like to, 
to have a, a Philly cheesesteak for the first time. Mm-hmm. And where the place where I had it at this place called Jim's on South Street, I had a I had a cheesesteak and and I but I never felt so much game seven intensity to order a cheesesteak because was it stressful? Think, it was stressful because actually um, the guys making them like they're pretty intense. Like if one of the oh. guys making the sandwiches looked like Lou Gossett Jr. <laughs> <laughs> And like from an officer and a gentleman and like one dude, like a couple of guys before me, he um, he messed his order up. He was like, oh, no, I wanted mayonnaise on mine. And the guy was like, you didn't tell me you wanted mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, oh, my. Like, I better not fuck this up. Your so, whole your whole unit is grounded, son. I flew exactly. with your, I flew with your father. So like you could either like like step up to the plate or and deliver or not and just get humiliated you know mm. so i talked about that on stage like the right at that the night you know happened to me like friday night and i talked about it saturday i talked about uh going um seeing all the different museums and seeing like um uh pictures of frederick Douglass in the black history museum and made me think about andrew bynum and like when i said that the crowd <laughs> was like boo and I, and I said, you know, I, it's, it's funny because, like, you see Frederick Douglass. Every time I see Frederick Douglass, now I think about Andrew Bynum. And Andrew Bynum didn't have, how can you, Andrew Bynum have a Frederick Douglass haircut and not have any of Frederick Douglass's ambition? <laughs> <laughs> Did, and they boo that? They like, they like that part. Okay. And when uh-huh. I mentioned him the first time, I, they were like, boo. Uh-huh. I was like, calm down. I know you guys hate him. Okay. Oh yeah, the boo was for him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Chris, have you uh over the past four years have you realized that your comedy has got more complex? And when I mean this, like jokes that you've told before, have you kind of expand, enhance, um, uh, reinvented them, and things like that based over your experience? Yeah, definitely. I, I think I think they grow, and I think you get you get chunks to add you get, you can add them to another bit that's smaller and and they grow and uh and then it's just like having life experiences you could talk about like uh this past weekend uh saturday i was at a sh- at a concert and i was i was watching this show one of my favorite singers uh rachel yamagata who's like a who's a singer songwriter kind of sounds like Fiona Apple a little bit, and her opener was this dude named Sanders Bulky, and he had this really great voice, but I didn't know what the fuck he was saying. Like, I couldn't understand him. I was, like, in the front of the, like, near the front of the stage, and this guy was singing this beautiful, he's making these beautiful sounds, couldn't understand them. And I said, singers really do get away with that. Like, you don't know what you're, what they're saying, but they make you think of the girl that dumped you in 11th grade. when they had that feel and i talked about that and i was hosting a show like and i less than an hour later i I went and talked about that on stage and it was just it was cool they you know they laughed and i you know did an act out and everything like that but yeah i I think i think it's just more confidence but it's, it's a measured confidence yeah like i know like i still have a long way to go but it's just the the whole process is it's fun yeah, I thought Bilal was like that, by the way. I thought Bilal, Bilal is a little bit. He's a, um, he's a dude I never understand what the fuck he's talking about. Well, I just know it's like sad. 
His new one's pretty good. Like his new one's. Uh, and who was a Bilal? You don't know Bilal? Um, mm-hmm. I'll look up a song from him real quick. But um, the hook on Common Song, uh, on his on uh, like Water for Chocolate, where he's like. Uh, there are times where you need someone. I will be by the light. The yeah, light. Yeah, that light. song. Common mm-hmm. is singing that. I guess it, Erica Badu's in that video. I think, right? Yeah, yeah. He had a song though called like Fast Lane or something like that. Yeah, you ever heard yeah. that song? I don't know what the fuck he is saying <laughs> on, on this on this song. Um, let me see I if I can find like, it. Then he's like, uh, the hook is like. He's like living fast lane. I think I got. I think I got it. Is Doc? I think Doctor Dre and Jada Kiss are on it. Yeah, I remember. Let me let me play it for y'all. See how close Chris did it justice. Wait, 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 Paul! Don't don't start yet. Doesn't he say the first lyric? He's like, he's like. As a matter of fact, I'm the dopest nigga you ever wanted to fuck with. Let's see if that's it. Okay. All right, we're gonna see right now if Chris is right. Uh, I feel like the answer is. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember because I can't understand what the fuck this nigga talks about. So those definitely aren't words. I'm assuming. No, those aren't. He's the- okay. Oh, my. I can't tell the difference between his words and his sounds. I- I'll keep playing some more. Say that again, Chris. I think I got the wrong lyric. Oh, okay. Don't worry about it. It's fine. We, we, I like the beat. Yeah, I love the beat too. I just don't know what the that's, fuck he's talking that's about. Not the first. No, you know what? For you is the first, is the lyrics I was singing. Okay. Okay. For you, right. this is this is like this like maybe the second or third record. Yeah, this is firstborn second. Yeah, firstborn second. All right, let I'm, me let me okay. let me play some more of this shit. What I'm doing? What through life? When you're pimping through life. Pimping through life. Okay, pimp. I just need like a Negro translator. That's all. To the same old what again? Same old tragic end. Tragic. Tra- I thought he said charge again. Wow. I didn't know. Or I didn't charge, know. maybe. No, he's fucking, he's great. Like, okay. Yeah, somebody said soul sister. Soul, soul sister? sister? That was on there. That was on the Love Jones soundtrack too. He's mm-hmm. got a song with Most Deaf and Common called Reminisce. He's got love poems. And guys, I don't have chat room i don't have the track listing in front of me this is yeah he's all off the head guys this guy's amazing he's like a magician or something 2001 
Yeah, I don't know. I think Maxwell, yeah, I, D'Angelo, and this dude get away with murder. Yeah, I'm about to say they music, all music sound every the once same. in a while, but like these niggas are able to just be like, it was yeah. Once you have a chorus like you that is intelligible, long as you get to the chorus and start making up making like words that 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 I can understand, you can say whatever you want through the verse. It's so true. Now his second his. uh Oh man! So his second album got shelved, but that's also dope. But it's it's out there online. But uh, his third one, Airtight's Revenge, is more of like he's he's telling stories and stuff. So mm-hmm. you can you can hear what he's saying. Like he's very ah. his phrasing is very like on point. He turns it on, turns it off. That's what I thought. Um, hey man, now I got a couple more questions about the stand up sure. stuff. Sure. Uh, number. The, the another thing i wanted to know is do you what are you afraid now because you were saying you just finally got the confidence to start doing the what comes in today i'm going to put it out today or i only need it you know i'm gonna bring it to the stage even though i haven't really had a chance to talk about it blah blah and you know flesh it out what do you have now that you're like i don't want to do this on stage yet i'm not comfortable uh i just think uh I'm getting, I'm starting to get slowly and slowly starting to get more comfortable with being, uh, more vulnerable on stage. And I think, I think in my act, I mean, it's observational as I talk about social stuff, but, or I talk about race, but I don't, but I, I try to put more of myself in it. So I think, uh, I think that's, that's more of the, uh, I don't know if it, it's a struggle, but, I think that's what I'm I'm focusing on more is just trying to build the 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 act that I have now and just trying to inject more of myself into it to make it more just just to try to make it more me and and when I leave the stage the audience has an idea of who I am you know mm-hmm. oh this guy is kind of like this where I'm just not a I'm less of a mystery than you know I'm less of a mystery when I leave the stage so what about like um stuff like your dating life? Like are, do you do you talk about your dating life on stage or even if it's or even lack thereof if you're not going on a lot of dates? I do I talk about it. Yeah. Okay. I, I talk about it. Uh and uh I'm just I'm trying to delve into that a little more. But uh yeah. Yeah. Do you I, I uh do you talk about watching porn and jerking off? <laughs> do I talk about I, I on stage. Do, I I do talk about sometimes. I talk about uh like what happens when you're. I mean, I don't want to tell you the joke, but it's almost like what what happens when your favorite porn star gets a disease. Like, can you still watch his videos? <laughs> can you like if what do you do? Like, can you watch the videos with the girl? that he's in there with like can you watch any of her videos anymore it does mess me up man like if i now when i watch a mr marcus scene i go is this the one where he gave the girl syphilis or not that's exactly who i'm talking about so because he has like great chemistry with the with these actresses like the black girls white girls asian and it's hard to really let those clips go Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's just like in like do you how do you know when like some of these guys wear basketball jerseys and can you tell, like, if he's wearing a Glenn Rice jersey, do you know now that it's safe he probably didn't have that disease? But mm-hmm. if he's wearing a LeBron James Heat jersey, like, he <laughs> probably has that disease and he's spreading it to those girls. So, 
So it's like if you're a white, but it's like so a lot of times, sometimes if the audience is white, I was like, you guys are white. What if your favorite porn star uh, had a Wilco poster in the background? <laughs> and, and then like if like if it's a later a newer video, there's a poster of like Vampire Weekend. You should probably shouldn't watch those videos. So it's just kind of like. The internal, like, can you still watch these videos? Either? Yeah, and the answer is yes. Like, I'll even watch a dead porn star. Like, if there's a chick that, like, died tragically in a drunk driving accident where she drove off a cliff and, like, she died after this scene, I'm like, it would be disrespectful to her memory if I didn't jerk it off to her, you know, <laughs> to, to her life, love, and passion, man. I feel like that would be wrong, you know? Also, uh, my new thing too is, uh, if a chick is like, I did porn, but I regretted it, I go find those scenes and I see if I can tell. Yeah, have you guys seen that documentary After Porn Ends? Yeah, yes. yeah, I've seen After Porn. Yeah, we yes. both saw it. One of those women was like, yeah, I, she retired. But yeah, I got all her scenes. I went and found all her scenes to be like, can't, cause she was like, Pete, you could look at me and you could see that I just was not comfortable being there. And I was like, Really, bitch? Let's see. And I went and downloaded them. I was like, you look comfortable enough. Which one <laughs> said that she wouldn't do a black dude or something to the effect? Um, like, it was that, like, it was that big titty chick, wasn't it? That went, that, that ran for, um, Congress in California or ran for Senate or some shit in California and she lost. Oh, Mary, okay. was it, is her name like Mary, uh, you know what? I don't want to tank it. I don't want to tank yeah. it. Is Mary, uh, yeah, Mary Carey, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, oh, Mary okay. Carey was like, uh, and she was like, and if I really wanna, like, come back, cause I'm retired, but if I really wanna come back, I can, uh, do porn with, I'll do, like, a girl, a guy, on, a guy, on, a, a guy scene, cause I only do girl on girl now. And if I really need the money two or three years later, then I'll do, like, two guys. If I really need the money after that, I'll do a gangbang. If I need the money after that, uh, and I really needed I'll fuck a black dude. And I was like, yeah. Jesus well, Christ, damn, man. Kanye was right. <laughs> what did Kanye say? He said, um, she said her price go down. She ever fuck a black guy or do oh, anal yeah. or do yeah. a gangbang. It's kind of crazy. It's all considered the same thing. Well, I guess a lot of niggas do gangbang. That shit. What um, record is that? Is that's that on uh, my Dark Twisted Fantasy. My beautiful mm-hmm. Dark Twisted Fantasy. Okay, I got to listen to that a little Mm-hmm. Yeah, niggas be skipping over Kanye's shit because they be like, "Why is he crying and angry all the time?" I'm like the same shit you angry about. Except you like rich. Kanye. No, I don't. I never had a problem with him. I just, I, I, I listen to it. I like it, and I just kind of move on. I don't, you know. You yeah, see? yeah. I, I, everyone listens how they listen. You know me. I, I get in depth, man. I only yeah. fuck. Like I listen to albums for months while everybody else catalogs it and writes a fucking review for it in 72 hours and i'm just like laughing at y'all yeah. feeling like my i feel like my opinion is superior to everybody's because yeah. of that even though you know, i know way less about different varieties of mu- music i hear you no you you like everybody you like what you like but i yeah i guess it's just it's like when he puts out something and jay-z puts out something, it's an event it's, mm-hmm. it's just like going to see pacific rim you know it's like you know right. it's a big thing so it's funny though because I I don't think uh people can judge if a, a album's you know classicness quote unquote in such a short period of time but yeah. everybody attempts to everybody attempts to rationalize it people are putting out you know a thousand word post and shit about an album that they only they you know and half the time they don't even get all the nuances, nuances. they haven't picked up yeah. all the metaphors and the similes and punchlines 
um and it's just funny to read their opinions because i'm like you don't know shit this dude took months if not years sometimes to write this album together and to put it out there's no way when you picked up in an artist that thinks about his music there's no way you picked up everything he thought about in one listen you just either liked the beat so you didn't and then you went and wrote some bullshit that i'm never gonna read yep Right. I did like Bomani Jones's uh review, his take on it. And then he talked about it on On, on Yeezus? On the, no well, I didn't I don't know what he said about Yeezus. Oh but, Magna Carta. Uh, okay. But Magna Carta, like just the, the some of the stuff he touched on I really uh I, I agreed with and then uh I just thought like I said it on my podcast about like somewhere in America mm-hmm. uh it's amazing that like almost 60 years after the Emmett Till murder, you could just tell a white girl now to twerk. <laughs> Everybody. Like, you can get in a studio and you could turn on some music and just tell a white starlet to twerk. Yeah, I saved that um, that that podcast to listen to at some point, but yeah, I didn't, you know, and, and you know, as much as I respect Bo and stuff, I don't typically follow, we don't always agree on music, so I normally don't uh follow too much of it and i'm so opinionated and arrogant about my own opinion that i'm like i don't need to hear anybody else's take like if you like it we can talk about it if you don't like it then i'm probably gonna ignore you and i expect the same thing in return like i don't hit people up when they disagree with me and be like motherfucker you said what like i you know it's just you're gonna play whatever you want to play in your ipod i'm gonna play whatever i want to on my My iphone and we're gonna be fine that i respect like i respect you guys's opinion so i like to hear whether i agree or not so, oh i like to hear rod's take or i like to hear Karen's yeah i'm not ob- with music i'm the opposite like certain yeah. things i'm just if i respect you i even want to hear your opinion even less like <laughs> like because i don't want to not respect you after i hear it because i'm passionate and i know it and yeah. you know that's my flaw i don't like i don't think one of the reasons i don't discuss music often um is because i'm so fuck i get angry because i'm like you know, because it's so subjective that when yes, I'm like, well, this line was brilliant and the way that he, you know, was able to deliver it is what makes it stand out. And then you go, well, man, I just wasn't feeling it. I get angry because I'm like, there's no fucking way to talk to you. Because if you can just say something as simple as I wasn't feeling it, then I'm completely like, well, what the fuck are we even going to talk about? Because yep. then because then you name something about your favorite artist and I'm not, I'm not a fan. And I'm like, well, I wasn't feeling it. So I'm like, ah, this is such a condescending conversation to have. I, I'd rather talk something that I don't care about as much, like sports or something. Um, yeah. all right, man, let's let's get into the show because we gotta. But oh wait, we got a sponsor, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should probably, I should probably do that. I'll just play, keep playing this song, Bilal. <laughs> and oh <laughs> just, lord, just keep it going. <laughs> Fellas and ladies, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? You've been fantasizing about surprising your lover <laughs> with an adventurous new toy or do mummy. Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Mm-hmm. Right here, girl, just for you. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off of just about any item. <laughs> But that's not. Oh, oh no! <laughs> you ain't go high, did you? When you select, <laughs> when you select your one item at fifty percent of your 
off your receive three count them three three free adult dvd dvds for a little yeah. i need to say it like him you can't even understand but i know that we won't get paid to do that i know for a little inspiration girl so central so central so so central you can't mention it on the radio shut the fuck up bitch and the top of your gifts you know, the way they sing, they could be disrespecting the women and they would never know. Of course, the woman snapping their finger. Oh, yeah. that sounds sexy. And like, if it sounds good, yeah, they don't. They yeah. Shut your bitch ass up, cunt. One thing, <laughs> one thing about Keith Sweat, his ass may have been begging, but you can understand him. Mm, that's true. Um, plus the free extra gift so central, can't mention on the radio to top it all off. They even throw in free shipping on your entire order and they're not teasing. AdamandEve.com, 50% off. Put in the code TBGWT. Three free adult DVDs, free extra gift, free shipping. TBGWT at AdamandEve.com. Make sure you guys do that. And I promise to never try to hit a high note again on the show. But if you don't, <laughs> then guess who's going to be trying to take it up another octave, if you know what I'm saying, ladies. <laughs> mm-hmm. That gift will take you up another octave. Sometimes you got to threaten them. Sometimes you got to threaten them. <laughs> threaten them. Some people are into BDSM. Um, all right. First things first, man, I got to bring this up. This is all the rage on Twitter last night, mm-hmm. and I think I'm going to piss some people off. Okay, guys? Mm-hmm. I'm, sad. I'm sad to say this. First things first, I don't give a fuck about burning the American flag. Okay, guys? I'm sorry to be the guy that don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Okay. Um, I, I saw there was like, oh, the protesters are now burning American flags. I'm no longer on their side. I will fuck them up. Fuck them. This is bullshit. And I was like, it is cloth. I don't give a fuck. People been burning shit for ages in America. Burning crosses on black people's lawns. Nobody said, I'm going to stop. I'm a, I'm a Christian. Stop burning the cross. I come to your house. Nobody does that. Also, I'm pretty sure when that motherfucking flag was getting burned and when it got made, Niggas probably wasn't free. I'm just going to go on a limb <laughs> and say we was out there like, I saw another flag for you, boss. And we were not getting an option to 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 exercise all the rights that that shit symbolized. So it's just a fucking symbol. And the actual ideals that it stands for can't be burned and they can't be hurt. So, um, yeah, if you want to use it as a symbol of protest and it's supposed to, you know, shock and bring rage from a certain select group of people that's why you're protesting right that's the point of protest i believe in the ideals that protect your freedom to burn the motherfucking flag and as a protest and uh if that's you know that's the part of america that matters to me the flag doesn't mean shit it's like rooting for the jersey of the nba team you know what i mean like it no i i want my team to win it doesn't matter if i come here in a bobcast jersey or not those things are hideous and orange (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like you know? him, but hey. You know, like when LeBron James left Cleveland, I wasn't mad because they physically burned his jersey. Mm-mm. I thought it was lame because of what they what they were they were trying to burn what the symbolism of what they tra- were trying to say. Yes. They were burning up phone payments. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Burn up mortgages. Right. Yep. But but like I, you know, somebody burning a flag, man, like I don't I don't care, man. I do whatever the fuck you want, man. Like yeah, people are gonna, it's like anything offensive. Uh, just own your offensiveness. People aren't gonna like it, but 
I don't know, man. That shit don't move me at all. Like, I saw that picture and was like, next picture. You know, like, honestly, if them burning a cop car would have been more like, God damn, these niggas ain't playing. Burning the flag, I was like. <laughs> yeah, eh. yeah burning a cop car, I'm like, oh, y'all still alive? Right, yeah, like, y'all really trying to fuck, bring it to them. And they'll be crying about somebody else dead if they try to burn a, a cop car. Yeah, man. So I don't know, man. I, I honestly do. It was one of those moments where I was like watching Mad Men or something. I looked on my Twitter for a second. My timeline was getting filled with this picture and people's comments on it. And I had a, I didn't know black people got mad at shit like this moment. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, really? Niggas get mad at this? I didn't know we were doing that. I th- thought that was under the, uh, I-, I feel like patriotism for the most part is under the, uh, too ironic for niggas to blindly fuck with. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what though? Like when I, I I talked about this on stage uh last month. I when I was in Philadelphia, I went and just to to tour the city and I went to the National Constitution Center and I went to see this play called Freedom Rising mm-hmm. and uh it was like the it was in a little theater and it was music playing. It was just like, mm-hmm, you know, like Negro spirituals <laughs> stuff. And this little Asian woman walked out and talked for 20 minutes about the Constitution. And I never felt so proud to be Ameri- an American after hearing this little tiny Asian girl tell me about the, the United States and the Constitution. Because she was just like... This country is about you and you and you. And she pointed at me. I was like, holy shit. I got to really felt the Holy Ghost. I was like, damn, (laughs) I never expected to feel that way. And like, I grew up in D.C. and I was just I was like, damn, that's really that's some real. shit." Yeah. And that's the thing. I have patriotism. I love my country. Mm -hmm. But the history and the historical context of the symbolism of America is just like fucking for lack of a better word patronizing like it's one of those things where i'm like yeah i've also seen the uh, the the under of that boot i've seen the heel of that boot of course as yeah. well as the straps you're supposed to pull yourself up from so it's no like the romanticism behind some of the the symbols it just does not connect with me like it's i believe in the things that we have made america into i don't mm-hmm. like the ideals of the founding fathers are bullshit to me because they owned slaves when they wrote that shit. Uh, so yep, and they did not apply to me. Right. But I do believe in the democracy that, uh, has led people to, uh, to grant rights and to look at the downtrodden. And that is the hope of America that I, I will fight for, but I'm not, I mean, well fight for, but I believe in, but I'm not fucking going to be like, y'all burn the flag. I, I feel like white people do that because it's like, White people have a sense of ownership when it comes to America, but America has a sense of ownership when it comes to black people. So I don't relate to this idea that I'm, that I, that I'm taking up the mantle for whatever symbol that these protesters decided to burn. If they would have, it's like if you would decide to burn like the state flag of South Carolina because it looks like the Confederate flag or some shit, I would have been like, okay, well. <laughs> like fuck them. Who, who cares? It's just a symbol of a flag. Uh, it's not going to hurt me. So, um, and I, I don't know. I didn't realize black people didn't mostly feel that way until last night. And I, I, I was checking like, it out. I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. I, th- I think for a lot of people, uh, I was kind of seeing it more from people that may have like served in the military and mm-hmm. things like that. Like a lot of those people were more offended yeah. because it actually, for a lot of them, it, it stands for, 
I'm assuming a lot more than I guess it would for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I could see them going, you know, I fought for this flag. I represent my country right. or, or whatever, whatever attachment. But you, that's the thing is it. like, you don't fight for the flag. You're fighting for the ideals that it stands for, you know? And yeah, yeah, you and are, honest, you are. And honestly, and I, and I support that. Some people were like, well, it's not appropriate to burn a flag because you didn't like the verdict that was arrived to in Florida. But I think there's not a more appropriate time to burn a flag because honestly, what you're saying is this justice that was promised and this equality that was promised in all these documents and, and, and the hope and the, the message and the myth and the mythology of America did, did is not us, being yeah. delivered to us. Yeah. So I am making the symbol of burning this shit because fuck y'all. I, this is all paper to me. You know what I mean? And I think that's what they were trying to say. They were outraged and, to me, it didn't, I don't know, man. It just didn't connect as a thing that I thought black people would be mad about. Now, on the other hand of that, I'm kind of happy that black people were mad because, I mean, it's that's some progress in showing that some of us are taking this, like, uh attitude of owning this country to a next level where people are like, yeah, I, I actually uh feel a sense of entitlement to the idea of, this is my country. Yeah. And yeah. I guess that's good too that, yeah. you know, things have changed enough that people can walk out their house and feel that. Um, but I don't know, man. I like yeah. that, that moment for me was just like, uh, wait, niggas get mad at this? Yeah. Cause I, I think it's just a different set of rules for black people and other minorities and it, than, than it is for white people. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't surprised by the verdict, but it still hurt, you know? Right. Like, it, cause I, I was out Saturday night and I guess the verdict went down at 10. Mm-hmm. And then, and then after I left that concert and I get, got to the comedy club and the hostess was like, yeah, the Zimmerman got off. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. As long as there are two sets of rules that we recognize in America for us and then for everybody else, burn that shit. I don't give a fuck. And also, the, you know what I mean? The, and and, and yeah, the, I the way I feel too is that. In America, the thing about free speech, free speech covers a lot of things. And a lot of times when it comes to free speech, it's free speech as long as it's some shit that I want to hear. When it's some shit that I don't want to hear, all of a sudden people want you not to have the right to do things. And it's one of those things where uh, people have the right to burn a flag. They have the right to protest. They had the right to assemble. They have all these rights. And sometimes people make protests in ways that you might not approve of in ways that you might not like, but in our great, wonderful, beautiful country, we do have these rights. Yeah. And like, honestly, um, I'm, I believe in the ideals that enable somebody to protest on the flag. I believe in the symbolism of a, uh, <laughs> purple, purple drank up Lil Wayne dancing on the flag. I believe in that shit. Um, because to me, those things say more about our country than just that flag alone. That flag is a hypocritical symbol. It has been from day one. You know, as long as we have people that aren't free, as long as we have a society where we're prosecuting and persecuting black dudes at a fucking higher rate than anybody else, yeah, as long as we have, as long as we have a prison culture in America, this is not a land of the truly free. And as if somebody wants to burn a flag to say that I'm not going to stand in their way It's their right. And that's the kind of country I want to live in. And I also want to live in a country where uh, somebody can see that and go, fuck you, whatever, you know, like, I don't like you now. Cause you did that, that as long as those people don't hurt each other, that's fine. Yeah. yeah you know? That's fine too. But it was just an interesting thing to see last night. I was just like, 
holy shit like because people were really like wow man it's good to see peaceful protests and then somebody burned a flag it's like fuck these niggas i was like whoa <laughs> we were just on their side yeah, we, we we were cool till we seen the flag burning <laughs> yeah, you niggas yeah. go to hell now <laughs> it was good well it's it's just it just goes to show you like you like i went to see uh uh i went to the premiere of fruitvale station uh you know the the oscar the oscar grant movie yes uh, every white person should see that yeah, and it, it was just like you you know what's gonna happen and then you see this movie and like that movie still kind of haunts me like i mean as a fan of as a fan of cinema i was excited to see it because i'm a big michael b jordan fan and i and i knew me too like from his work and i heard you guys talk talk about him with uh russell is it from a couple of weeks, maybe a yeah, few Russell Hainline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I and I uh, enjoyed that episode, and uh, you know, it it was just like seeing him in Friday Night Lights, seeing him in Parenthood, and then seeing him in Chronicle. Like, you know, I was like, damn, that that guy is a star. Yep, me too. And, and he I is. See, and uh, I was like, damn, and I and I told uh, my buddy J L Covan about. It. He's like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. and he actually hooked me up with the the, the tickets to the premiere. Anyway. It was just after seeing that, you know, wanting to see him do his thing. And it was just it was a great performance. It was a great movie. Pitch perfect. And what it's going to do for a lot of people, I hope, like you said, white people should see it. Yeah, I feel like white people have to see it. Like, um, I think black people don't need to see the movie um because we already know oscar yeah. grant was a human being yeah but you yeah. know a lot of white people and critics i'm sure are gonna be writing a bunch of did you know oscar grant was a person it's like fuck yes <laughs> yeah yes he was a real and person and then i was reading in some reviews it's not really not really giving anything away but they were just saying like oh it made some parts in it were contrived and this mm-hmm. and that and it's like you know what you're seeing what what's what's scary about that movie is that it's it's making people it's putting a human being in your face that has this black skin that you're afraid of. Yeah, it's like, like fleshing him out as a complete character. Yeah, yeah, it's a flawed, a charming, uh, funny, thoughtful, and it's 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 showing you a complex guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's just. Um, and and Harvey Weinstein was there when he introduced the movie and he was talking he mentioned the Zimmerman trial. It's no it's it's pretty timely that a movie like that's out and I and, and I hope that uh a lot of people go see it. Yeah, I I suggest a lot of white people go see it, especially if you can do it during the matinee. Yeah, go or, matinee. Uh you know, during the weekdays. Yep. Um I would yeah. probably avoid it on the weekends, prime time. Uh, At night time. You know, I would avoid certain areas of town you know i yeah, feel like yeah take the truck gonna be to a the lot of, side of town a lot of animosity leaving that that's that theater a lot, for a of, lot tears. of folks yeah a lot of hurt so uh be careful where you see it but uh go see it you know um then you can like donate extra money to our show because and i'll and i'll forgive you for racism there you go it's a promise <laughs> um, you might have you we might have three this is this is very wishful thinking mm-hmm. i don't think the buck you you probably would have Michael B. Jordan for Fruitvale, maybe getting some some awards buzz. You might have Forrest Whitaker in uh, the Butler. for the Butler, uh, and then you might have uh, Denzel Jones. Washington for Two Guns. I agree. No, <laughs> no. What? no. Oh, that wasn't the third one. No, oh, don't, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go don't, ahead. Don't, don't you mean Army of Two? It's gonna be uh, uh, 
she would tell Edgy of Four in 12 Years a Slave. Hmm. Uh, I just saw the trailer. They just released the trailer. If you go to my timeline, Chris Lambert's on Twitter, you can look at the a blurb on it. Um, and uh, I retweeted one. But it, it, it was, you know what surprised me about this movie? It was a movie about a guy, Solomon Northrop, that was uh, sold into slavery and got his freedom or whatever. But it was a movie about a slave that didn't talk like a slave. Mm. So I think that was interesting. You was know, he, like, uh, I think I've seen this before. Was he riding a horse and everybody was very upset about it? Uh, no, that would oh. be Janko. Oh. Okay, never mind. My bad. But I, no, I mean, <laughs> it's possible. But you have, but it's not even, it's not even August yet. So mm. I'm, I'm hoping that the push for Fruitvale, uh, you know, I hope it still stays hot. And plus, you got, uh, you know, the Black Nativity um, that's going to be coming out around Christmas that has Mary J. Blige in it. So, are you uh, serious? You want mm-hmm. a movie? Now? Yeah, they got a they got another movie called Black Nativity. It's a musical, so I know you'll be seeing it. Um, <laughs> Why did you say that? Come on, man. You like let's, musical, let's not, sweetie. Let's not pretend that that. I said, ain't that your thing? Yeah. Good morning. No. Good morning. morning. Come on, bro. Oh, I like singing during my podcast. Mm, yeah. yeah, you like musicals too. You went to school for that. I wish you know. I, I wish that I did do more musicals, but uh, I would always get like the serious plays and stuff i feel like there's no way you don't go see black nativity i feel like i'm calling it now there's no fucking way chris lambert does not see black nativity i'll be shocked a a musical starring nothing but black people (laughs) i would probably go see it yeah like i'm i'm gonna see the butler even though i don't want to see it but i want to see i want to see the butler butler. i don't know that yeah we making a family event out of the butler yeah mom take my mama to see the butler dude that's gonna be good black uh, acting, power, black acting everywhere. It's all kinds of overacting in that trailer. It's cause of your daddy. Yeah, <laughs> slap. He's like, slap. maybe you can serve the white man some tea. He's like, slap your daddy. You changed my heart, boy. That butler bought all of this. Yeah, yeah. That one part where JFK was like, I was racist until you served me that coffee and it was so delicious. And now I see you as a human being. You know, I did. I watched uh, Tyler Perry's Temptation. That oh no! It, you know, it, his movies start off pretty good until AIDS comes into the picture. Oh, okay. So it's just like until like it's like oh, that's the only thing wrong with AIDS. Well, you know, like there was overacting and like it. It he had some good actors in it though. It was pretty. It was decent until they just got like I don't know. The sad part is he's so bad at foreshadowing. That when it lists the the it's like Carrie Washington, AIDS, yeah, <laughs> Vesley Snipes, <laughs> like oh what, AIDS is in this. Okay, I know where this is going. Um, let me talk about one more black issue real quick. Okay. Um, and I I feel like Chris, you probably didn't watch any of this. Um, but you know we'll talk about it anyway. Yeah. Oprah has a show that comes on Sundays called Oprah's Life Class. It comes on OWN. I did not. I saw you tweeting about it. I didn't. I, I don't have own. Okay. Mm-hmm. Karen and I watched it. Yes, we did. And she's been doing like these things. There's a uh, fatherless sons. I guess it was a two part thing we watched last Sunday where they oh. talked to, um, about sons that don't know their fathers and the black community and Ayanla. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Uh, Yala Van Zandt. Uh, Yala Van Zandt. However you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. The Il Nana. She was talking. 
and she like tries to fix people's lives by talking to him and shit. And 30 seconds or less. She gets on my nerves. Yeah, she's very rough. Like, Oprah has a thing for these Dr. Phil life-fixing type people where it's like, uh, Chris, uh, what's going on with you? And you're like, well, um, the problem is that... You need that- to stop doing right. the things that you're doing <laughs> to get you in trouble. Right. And you know, and I bet you people that like actually have compassion and care and just really, really good at this shit going... Oh, but you could have picked me. I could have done well, a lot you know better what, job. No, you know what? No. No one can do a better job because you don't fix people in an hour. No, you don't. That's all it is to it. Like, people come on and it's like, it's been years of psychotherapy in order to get rid of my depressions. And then the, literally, Ayala's like, stop being depressed. Take a breath. And look it, in the mirror. Get your life together. <laughs> right. Say, I'm not going to be depressed anymore. She made me so And then the people started crying angry. and shit. She's like, stop crying like a bitch and say it. I'm not going to be depressed anymore. I'll be right back. I'm a yala. We fix these people. Click. I'm like, damn, you can't just go to Tide after this shit. Um, <laughs> keep, so, keep your whites whites as you cry through your depression. So uh, they had Fatherless Sons, which is a two-part thing we watched. And then it's part one of Daddyless Daughters aired yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because of the Trayvon Martin verdict, apparently people were less interested in this than the week before. Either that or a lot of women were just like, uh, too close to reality, click, and did not choose to watch this. Cause last week, the, my timeline was on fire with this. And then this week, it was like barely a blip. I think everybody was just watching to see if anybody was gonna do anything crazy with the protest. So, the, a f- couple quick things about it. The first thing I noticed in the fatherless sons one, they took young boys like from ages probably 10 to like 15. And then they had their actual fathers there. Mm-hmm. And the fathers would like, you know, they would ask questions of the boys. They would ask questions of the fathers and they would kind of go back and forth about how, you know, who hurt who and <laughs> um, yeah, that was actually a real question. Um, and, uh, stuff like, you know, what hat, what, what, what are they gonna do to fix this? How, how, you know, what, what kind of, how this affects both parties and all that stuff. And I thought that was a pretty cool way to at least address the issue. Mm-hmm. And I still didn't care too much for, uh, the way Ayana, uh, Ayana, mm-hmm. Ayana, whatever you pronounce the name, she's, she's just terrible. Mm. Um, is one of the things when people are talking, I realized she would cut people off, mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of what they were saying. She would basically says, repeat after me. Um, she wasn't listening. Um, people, Karen, was, Karen's not exaggerating. That, yeah, no, I'm not kidding. Like, y'all. As soon as, like, it, it's, and funny I got, because, I got angry. It's funny because as soon as the, topic becomes even a little bit complex she resorts to just like shutting you up and making you repeat after her yeah and 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 it makes me it made me very angry um it was one of those things where um she wasn't listening to what people were saying she was making assumptions mm-hmm. she was disregarding people's feelings and emotions she was just saying witty one-liners to make people clap and cheer when she really wasn't saying a motherfucking thing they don't, to me it doesn't fit the narrative of what they're trying to do so anytime something is outside of that box they immediately just she just immediately jumps into like uh well it doesn't matter that you are sad you need to think about your son or something like that and you're like well, but it does matter because like it does. she's the mom and if she's sad uh, you well, can't just well. not be sad anymore it doesn't that's not how sadness works where you just be like stop being sad it's like oh my bad I didn't know I was being that I'll You're be happy sad. now 
here's the thing. Detergent needs to be sold, and it has to be done in a witty, compelling, entertaining way. So people have to get cut off, and who gives a shit if their problems get solved or not, you know? Mm-hmm. It just has to look good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, go ahead, Ken. And, and, and I guess for me, the, also the, is, the issue, the, a lot of the issues that I have, like you say, a lot of, we're talking about the father's one. Yo, we're the, just doing fa- fatherless sons okay, right the now. the fatherless sons. The issue with me is that uh, I had a problem, and a lot of men do this when it comes to children, period, but since we're talking about the sons, they'll leave, they'll be gone, they'll come back, and then they expect these children to have open arms. Right. For them, love on me, nigga. You've been gone for eighteen years, and nigga, you've been gone all my life. I, I sat here and waited on you. I didn't get a phone call. You said you was going to come. You didn't show up. And now, since you're ready, I'm supposed to be ready for you. Fuck you, nigga. Yeah, it was like the thing that was. Yeah, that was crazy because a lot of the fathers versus son thing turned into why these men were so hurt that they didn't want to be fathers and i resent that yes um especially as a black man i don't think that we are incapable of being fathers and i don't feel like we're retarded or like developmentally challenged when it comes to you know taking care of our fucking responsibilities and i don't think there should be any punches pulled Matter of fact, I think there's too many punches pulled. There's too many excuses yes. given. Y- yes. You know, like a lot of the women that were, uh, you know, talking about these men, cause you know, the mothers were there too. They, it's like they were just giving up excuses for these men to not be, be good fa- fathers. Yes, and- it's yeah. like, you know, well, I, I, you know, I was kind of angry at some points and I could see, you know, oh. that and he, you know, he, he, you know, he wanted to go and live his life and do this. And I'm like, uh, what? Yeah. And- live his life with another family with another yeah yeah and 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 some and some of the fathers were saying that like they actually went it was their child one dude one dude was on like skype his he went i think got remarried raising other people's children yep and and said it made me want to take care of my own child go back to his child and his child is like don't want nothing to do with him and now he come with this pretend hurt right and there's got to be a bit of um, trust that the kid will have to give him because yes. you hurt me. You haven't for been years. around. You consistently let me down for 11 years. Now you're back and you're like, I want to be in your life. If I pardon me, if it takes me a while to warm up to the idea of you being back as a person in my life that can tell me what to do. Um it might take a second. And these dudes were making it sound like, well, I'm trying to be back in his life. And he's acting like a little bitch about this fatherhood thing. So, uh, you know, I, this is what makes it hard. Oprah, I'm like, and people were really like, it is. Yeah, I can see no, why no. it makes it hard. And, 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 and the, the, the problem I have about it is this. It's funny when it comes to it, adults, but, but especially bad men that are not good fathers, disregards a child's feelings that child's emotions that child's anger that child's bitterness that child's heartbreak that child's feelings are valid and you cannot disregard how that child has been feeling because you've been disregarding them for years right and you have disappointed this child and you have let this child down so then when you turn around and come back into this child's life and this child does not embrace you with open arms instead of you proving to this child 
that I'm going to be here this time. You come with this sad game. I have no sympathy for you because I feel like this. If you are man enough to fuck a woman and have a child, you should be man enough to take the responsibility to be there. If you choose to walk away, that child also has the choice to also look at you and say, I don't consider you a father. Right. Right. And you can't turn around and tell that child that that child is not right when yeah, you did and, not step up to the plate and to a be a father. And Ayala is just sitting there going, well, just call him daddy right now. Like, no. That's her solution to the shit is like, right now, this second, he's your daddy. It's like, you can't fucking decide that on a... Because you met me five minutes ago and it fits the timeline of your fucking show. That's and and, and I sorry to be too complicated before the commercial break, ma'am. But you know, because at one point, like a little boy, like started crying because his father just did a. Well, this is you know, it's hard on me too. You know, it's hard not being a father and having all this extra money for beer and video games and fucking chicks these thirteen years and. You know, it hurts Doing me. Doing what I want to do, going clubbing but, and going partying. Yeah, it hurts me when I look at him and I see all the nights in I should have had and shit. And I was like, and then the boy starts crying because, I mean, obviously I'm paraphrasing, but the boy starts crying because it's like, you know, that's what the boy heard. You know what I mean? No matter how you try to put it nice, all that kid heard was there was a whole lot of fun shit I could do or I could raise you. And I said, fun time, buddy. And the boy started crying and Yala was like, what are you crying about? I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this chick? Yeah, yeah. It's obvious what he's crying about. Yes, because, because, and like I said, it, 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 it just, uh, upsets me and it makes me angry. And also something that makes me angry too is that a lot of times it's something that I personally have had to deal with. I know we're going to get the girls too, but people that, that are raised in two parent homes that both of their parents were good and functioning have a tendency a lot of times to look down on people that are raised by a single parent, be it a mom or a dad, mm -hmm. and just assume that you're supposed to get over these emotions and you're supposed to walk on and you're supposed to not feel no hurt. You're supposed to not feel no pain and you're supposed to not have any anger. And a lot of times um, not having a father there in a, in, a, in a son's life makes a huge difference. And I'm going to tell you right now, and, I, and I, I'm going to say this and I'm going to stand by this. When fathers walk out, real men, real fathers walk out of their sons' lives. This is why we have a generation of punk-ass men. I'm going to tell you right now. They won't stand up to the plate. They won't be a man. They won't stand up and represent their women. They won't stand up on, 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 and, and do the things that a man, a, a, a straight man, is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, 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 and that's the part that upsets you when you're a woman and you're looking for a man and you get a little boy because he never grew up because he never had a man that said, nigga, this is shit that men don't do and you need to grow up and get, and get yourself in check. Right. And like you see it all the time. On yes, you do. Like on Twitter and shit. And you see a lot of like that interaction. And the thing, the thing that's funny to me is like, cause I don't, I'm not one of those people that believes like, well, you know, a father's just a parent and a mother's just a parent and it doesn't matter. Like, no, it matters. And our society has made it matter. It's not yes. necessarily your fault, quote unquote, mm -hmm. but our society has completely put these roles on people. And when one of them is missing, part of your development goes unchecked, mm -hmm. you know? And um, the thing that I was noticing the most, though, was a lot of these dudes are like, well, I didn't have a father. So then I, you know, I, I swore I wouldn't be like this, but now I'm not raising my son. And so it's like institutional and it was way different than uh the ladies who didn't have a father in their lives you know um the other thing that i found just uh amazing 
was a response from people on Twitter that like, and then, and, and the my, you know, not, I guess, well, fuck it. We'll get too deep. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, well. On the one hand, I think people came up with all these like excuses. Yes. For black men to not be fathers. Cause yes. it's like, well, what about the incarceration rate? I, what about the harassment of police? What about the unemployment rate? And I was like, but I know people that have been to prison that still raise their kids. That's right. And I know out. people that couldn't find a job, but they could be a father. father. They could be, you a know, father. I know people that had welfare and if they would have got out of the house, the family would have got more benefits, but they still found a way to be a father. Yeah. And like they, we have to stop making excuses just because these people are black, we can't lower the bar on fucking fatherhood and, and, lo- and lower the standards. Because, you know, yeah, and 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 I, and I think the 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 thing for me is this: fuck your excuses. Fuck but, your I excuses. Mean, I was born into this world of black man. I'm well aware of the circumstances and the things that are for and against us. Yep. I'm. I I know the game is rigged, so it doesn't matter what my actions are. I know the plane deck is stacked when I fucking make them. That's right. I can't be like, well, it's going to be tough to be a father. So I'm bailing the fuck out. And especially with the guys on the show, because people are like, why aren't they bringing up these stats? The guys they had on the show weren't fucking prisoners. They weren't. They were just dudes who were like, I'm out. I'm out. And I don't feel like dealing with this. And they walked and they flat. They made a conscious decision to walk away. Right. And then, you know, and the thing is, man, I always make a good, like, it's always been a goal, a standpoint of mine. Like, I never go, well, these women got to fuck better men. They need to know. They need to be precogged. They need to have a minority report machine and know. Because it takes two. That a, that a nigga going to not be shit. Like, it I understand. I understand that there's some responsibility on whoever picks whatever mate to have sex with and all this shit. But just in general, this idea that, um, these men can walk away and it's nothing's ever on them it's just a thing that should happen and we should never go yeah dude you failed as your responsibilities as a man to raise your children never hold them accountable never hold them responsible i don't buy that me either yeah i don't buy that dude so you know and yeah i don't know these dudes that are fucking chicks and going i ain't never gonna be here you know dude like a lot of these dudes are like you know oh i'm, I'm a man i'll take care of mine until it pops out bye bitch that's right so I, I just thought that that was like really crazy to see my timeline just fill up with and, and like i said this is the part where i said maybe it's getting too deep i think because we have such a high rate of fathers that aren't taking care of their responsibilities mm-hmm. um and i'm even counting the half-ass fathers that come around for birthdays and christmases, christmases and, and that's it and shit and like throw that a few dollars and, and yeah, thank I'm, you a daddy i'm counting them as not being good fathers i think because we in our culture have such a high rate of this we are we think that we are showing love to our less than their fathers figures by being like um it's okay that you know hey prison uh it's not my father didn't love me it's the unemployment rate it's not that my daddy couldn't be there for me it's prison it's not that uh you know it's always something other than this dude was a bitch ass dude that didn't step up and do what he was supposed to that's right and i think that's why people do it because if you kind of admit that to some extent i can see how it could hurt your self-worth and your value in your own mind where you like, well, if I say my father didn't want to raise me, then what does that say about my worth? You know, cause in his eyes, I wasn't worth enough for him to fucking sacrifice. 
so i i really think that's where it comes from because we definitely don't make these same thing these same excuses for mothers no you don't and, and, and in, fa- in fact it's the opposite the mother right. she's got to be there she got to depend she got to support right. she got to sacrifice everything she got to put her husband first she got to put her kids first every every everything goes in front of her why because she is not a human being right um and i'm sorry chris i didn't mean to cut you off i'm, I'm sorry chris we was just I, i've really been wanting to talk about this no it's fine i mean I, I think you know a few years ago when bill cosby was talking about some of the same issues people thought he was crazy right and, and now like now it's a problem it's always been a problem and i, I just just echoing what you, what you guys say i mean we got to step step up to the plate yeah, you know it's a problem when nobody wants to talk about it. It's the one Ain't thing. The truth. It's the because every time I've ever even like addressed it on Twitter or something, I I immediately get my timeline flooded with. Well, what about all the other circumstances? I don't give a fuck about the other circumstances that, 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 that's my- because this we know the, how the world is. We knew what the world was. Yeah. When you fucking came in that chick, is 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 fucking ones and zeros? Are you being a father or are you not? That's the truth. You know, because you know what doesn't count a fucking excuse on my birthday wouldn't count. And excuse on my fucking uh, you know, when I graduate from high school, I, uh, incarceration does not fucking help me uh cross that stage. So I don't want to hear that shit. And I feel like we as a people all need to be on that shit, man. Like. Uh, I know Dark Hater had die hood rats die, but I never see the die hood wolves die shit because we just act like men have no fucking responsibility at all. There, we're apparently we're all fucking retarded and and we're all unable to fucking we are fatherly fatherhood challenged, you know. And I don't believe that. I've been I've been able to make the decision to not have kids this long, and and I'm responsible. You know what I mean? It's never it's never been a moment where I was like, oh yeah. uh and if I did get Karen pregnant, I'd definitely get the fuck out of there. Like, it's, it's, it's a ridiculous, um, notion to act like black fatherhood because it has hurdles in front of it. It's okay. It's not fucking okay. No, it's not. And stop bringing up excuses. You're not making these men be men and they never will be as long as we keep finding the reasons for them to duck it. Yep. And you know, and you're not holding them accountable. Like, I don't want that. I don't want these niggas in my circles. Like, you I can't. That's the truth. I don't want you to be my friend and you got kids you won't fucking raise. And like, take care of. That's a disgusting human being to me. Like, we can't be friends. That says way more about your character than anything you can ever do in your relationship with me. The fact that you would be like, I'm not going to take care of my kid. Fuck you. So, um, and then, all right, let's talk about the dadless daughters, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this shit is where this it got was, so fucked up. Oh, this was some flat bullshit. And when we seen the previews, I told Roger, I said, Roger, I say, I bet you ain't no men going to be in the audience. I and I said, this. Karen, that's crazy. There's men all over the audience for the fatherless sons, uh, you know, discussion. Why would no men be there when it's obviously daddyless daughters? They're going to need some fathers there for the women. Uh, Karen was right. She was 100% white, right? Uh, there were only two men there, and it was Jeffrey Canada who was there for the Father of the Sons, uh, special, and, uh, everybody knows he has, a like, I forget the name of the, the school, but. The school guy? Yeah, like mm-hmm. in Harlem or something like that. The project. Yeah. yeah, where they, um, well, yeah, Jeffrey Canada, and then there was this other guy, I guess, who's also influential in that area. And those are the only men there. And there were no girls there. And I, by girls, I mean little girls fit between the ages of 10 to 15, 15. like they had with all the boys right. the last week. It was all grown women. Now, what I found amazing about this and this to me, this is just so like 
mind-blowingly destructive and ridiculous and almost manipulative of the women like them manipulating the women they were asking grown women about not having a father and how it affected them but they were grown yes so is you know it was really like and the way that they basically manifested everything was defining it by their relationship sexually with men yes and I found I found that to be so fucking condescending and patronizing to women in general because that is not the format they had last week. Mm-mm. If they would have had some daughters there and now fathers who wanted to be in their lives and had them sitting there discussing it, I would have been 100% on board with this special. But I was fucking furious because I was like, this is not the same as what would happen last, last week. week. Asking someone who's 35, why you ain't got no man? And she's like, well, you know, my father was this way and my father was that way. Fuck you. Like, honestly, uh, not, you know, like Karen said, you shouldn't say get over it. Uh, get over it. You're a grown ass woman at this point. Y- yeah. I don't want to hear this shit on the special. I want to hear the formative years and how it's affecting someone right then. Yes. That's what you did last week do that yes and 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 the, the 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 problem that i have with this like i told roger there wasn't any little girls there yeah. there was there were no fathers there so right. you really didn't get to see that relationship and then also the issue that i had is that they talked about these different actions and these different ways that uh young girls behave when their fathers are not there but yet you talk to grown women right who have been through this and whose actions have not changed. It was super manipulative, man. Yes. Because basically she was just asking her audience members like, well, you you haven't had a father. How has it affected you? Well, you know, I started sleeping around with people at a young age and I was promiscuous and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, wait a minute. Um, That, that, that's what happened to you a long time ago. And then it would be like, well, you know, and also I don't have a man now. And every, to a beat, every last woman, I don't have a man. I don't have a man. I'm like, so because you didn't have a father, that's why you don't have a man at 40. Cause you do realize that you could not have a man at 40 and have a father, right? Like, that's not, like that, there's, yeah. like there's not going to be a special on that one. Yeah. And also why is your complete worth defined by the ability to find, to have uh, and a keep man. a man? Like that was well, so that, fucking destructive. I mean, I think that that's like the, they were seemed like she was taking the more obvious uh and to that you don't have a man because you your dad wasn't around but i think yeah they should have had more than just the women that you know just the fully grown women and and also like the fact that every woman got up there dude i'm not making this up no he's not every single woman and they talked to probably like eight to ten women every single woman got up there and basically said i don't have a man and it's because of my father wasn't there and it's like nobody said well this affected me because you know i can't build strong relationships uh with women i can't build strong relationships at work i can't like there was no other effect other than i ain't got a man oprah you know what i mean it was just so yeah. bad and ayala was doing her you know look in the mirror and repeat yeah, after me bullshit and, 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 oh, i couldn't take it have a man? who knows who i does? never seen him and and the the and i guess that the thing about this part for me is because I didn't have a father. So I was like, well, really let me, cause, and I could understand the, the male's perspective, but it's like, okay, we gonna do the girls, you know, let, you know, we talking about fix our lives and, and life classes and all this shit. All right. I'm coming to the table. Let's really see. Are we going to really 
get down to the nitty gritty and the dirt and the things that, that, that affect women. And for the fact that you didn't have any little girls, it was disrespectful. You, it's like you did not treat the women's side with the same urgency or, right. or the same importance. And it was very, very disrespectful to people that came in and thought they was going to take their young daughters and say, Hey baby, look at this. You know, th- this might can Cause, help us. Cause the other special was good. Like, yes. Like I said, I think people on Twitter and some of the people in the panel went way too easy on black fathers for not being fathers. Cause there wasn't a single stop being a bitch and be a father moment. <sighs> Yes. That just needed, like, some of these dudes needed to be fucking checked. Everything can't be give up and cry because you, because shit got a little tough. Like, that's kind of one of the things that I think fathers typically are responsible for in a household for passing down. Like I said, not necessarily that mothers can't do it, but it is one of the things that traditionally has been put into our society when they give us roles. And they give, and, and, and those, and your father is the tough love dude. You know, the father is the dude that's like, it's just some dirt, boy. Scratch, bust it off and keep playing football or whatever. That's what your dads do. Your dad doesn't go, oh, poor baby, you cut your knee. Let me pick you up, hold you, kiss you on your forehead. Oh, it's going to be okay. Because he's like, you're not going to be a bitch. And as fucked up and uh, sexist as that sounds, that's what the fuck happens, dog. They make you tougher. And all these dudes sounded like quitters. Like, I had a baby, and now it's going to be tough. What about me? What about what me? about your fucking son? Ain't that That's the why truth. we're here. No, it's not. It's not, not about, about you. you. The second that that fucking egg fertilizes, uh, gets fertilized by one of your sperm, it, it can't be about you anymore. You don't get to be a hundred percent selfish anymore. I'm not saying you're not a human being, yeah. but you can't be like I'm gonna go live my life and gamble in Vegas and shit instead of raising your kid. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, and, 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 and I think that the thing for me and the issues that I have, have with the female one is that honestly, they didn't really address no issues. They basically, they, they, this could have been a, mm-hmm, girl, let's have a talk conversation yeah. episode because you didn't have no little girls. Right, it was you really didn't have no conversations. And then they turn around and said, they're going to have a part two. And yeah. I'm going I'm to tell you. This. And I didn't see any little girls in the preview. No, and it's not going to be, it's, it's, it's yeah. just not. And, 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 and that's the, part this 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 disappointing because you have people tuning in and you're not really resolving anything yeah and, and or even addressing shit that's right and 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 i and i guess for me is this i think the thing that disappointed me about this once you get to a certain age and i can speak even for me personally you have got to let shit go when it comes to your parents Right. And people, that's the shit that people don't want to hear. Once you get to a certain age, you still can't be crying like that eight year old little girl. You are a grown ass adult making adult decisions, have bearing your own children. And yeah, it can't be a handicap. Yeah, yeah. And and, and and I'm speaking this from my own perspective because I had to learn and sit down and check myself. And because like I said, I am a product of this. Mm-hmm. So I know how it feels when you don't, you, father's not there, you get mad at Father's Day, you get angry when you look over and you see, uh, your friend's daddy come pick him up, or you see the mom, the dad, you see a whole family together, right. and you are enraged because you go, well, why, why, why do I not feel loved? Why am I not appreciated? Why am I less than? Because when children are small and growing up, 
children blame themselves for everything that happens, even if the situation is bigger than that child. Right. That child's comprehension of the world is not as advanced as yours. Mm-hmm. And if adults don't sit down and explain to that child that, baby, it ain't your fault, children will go up continually through their whole life thinking every i'm just right and it doesn't and it doesn't help no for you to come back and be like well how do you think it makes me feel nigga what and and, 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 so that's my fault too and 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 and, 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 and this is why i say this is why i say fuck you right when i when it comes to that because a child has a right to their emotions a child has a right to their opinion and and to go a little further in my history I never knew who my daddy is. I wouldn't know that man if he stood right beside me. Mm-hmm. So at least for some of you, you know who the man is. I don't even know who the man is. So for me, I grew up thinking, who is my daddy? Right. Where did he come from? Why didn't he love me? Why didn't he want me? Why was not good enough? Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and the thing is that especially, uh, in a in a household where you have people that won't even talk properly to a child like a child is stupid and mm-hmm. explain to which and I'm just speaking from my personal experience. If somebody would have sat down and explained to me and talked to me and just, you know, kind of helped me maneuver and guided me in the right directions so that I could get my emotional self together and mature right. as I should and let me know that it's going to be all right, Karen. It's going to be but, okay. But at the end of the day, like you started off saying, if it doesn't happen, even if it doesn't happen, even you, if nobody comes through and you, does it the right you way, still have got you're to, still responsible for yourself at yes, some you, point. Yes, you are. Which is why I, this this special didn't connect with me at all because no. it's like these women are too grown to still have these problems. Ain't that the truth? Like there was a it was just a moment where you're just like, okay, I, I want to be with you, but you sound like the dudes last week that was saying, I'm not raising my son because I ain't have a daddy, and you're like. I don't give a fuck, dude. You're 40 now. Yeah, and and and, and you know, and and, and 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 that's the thing. And I know we got to move on, but 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 and and the thing for me is this: once you get to a certain age, you have got to say, "I'm a motherfucking adult," right? And I have got to let it go. I've got to forgive. I didn't say forget. You got to forgive and you got to move on because you because you, you won't grow in life. And this is how you end up with a bunch of immature men and women crying and 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 and, and writing sad love songs right. on Facebook and Twitter and shit. Yeah. Being all exploited and shit on Oprah's life class. Yeah. So I think I'm off life class. I'm probably not going to watch it ever again. No, I, like I said, this shit was so manipulative and it was obvious that, well, last week was really for the women and this week is really for the women because you're not actually going to address any of the real issues here. Like that shit was just real patronizing. Um, all right. We got to talk about some stories here. Cause this is what Chris really came for. Okay. okay. He's, he's, he's not even worried about this. He's only dating white women. So well, you guys wouldn't let me talk. So I, I agree with what you guys said. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 we were like, okay, well go ahead. Spiegel. He's like uh cosign. And that well, is it. I did cosign, but I, Hey, you sound quiet, man. Oh, did you fade away? It's like what Karen oh, there you go, sweetie. the fact that uh, people don't respect children. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they dismiss children. Yes, they do. And, and they're just looked at. They're not looked at as little people. That's what they are. Everything that's in front of them. And, and that, that little person grows up to be a big person who's confused. By the stuff that happened to them when they were a kid. That's right. And and it's it, 
when you are, I agree with you, when you are adult, you kind of do need to get over it, but at the same time, you need to do what you need to do to, to kind of, to get over those feelings. Not, no, I shouldn't say get over those feelings. Not get over those feelings. But well, you need to deal with them somehow. Yeah. Maybe you can get counseling. Maybe you can talk to somebody. Therapist. You know, cause I heard dudes saying shit like, like they ask these dudes some obvious questions like, so you didn't have a father. It's like, yeah, and it affected me emotionally. I wasn't able to do this. Okay. So you don't see how doing that to your, you're doing that to your son. Oh, well, I mean, I guess I'm like, nigga, you know, you lived it. You don't get to be like, I don't understand why it would affect him. You fucking exactly know why it would affect him. So it was just, I don't know. That's, it was infuriating, dude. Um, go ahead. That's why people didn't like after earth because they couldn't deal with a black father and a black son. That was the twist. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was the twist. That was like, yeah, that was like the crazy. And any that was a bigger alien movie than World War Z. Mm-hmm. M Night Shyamalan was like the twist is the black father stays around and raises him, and it was like what? Dun, dun, dun. Nobody will believe this one. No Ever. One, and everybody's like, I'm walking out of this movie. I'm, I'm giving a bad review. Black, yeah, I'm angry. I've seen enough life class. Black men do not raise their sons. This is bullshit. It's rotten. <laughs> um, the Twinkies are back, everybody. Twinkies? Officially. Twinkies Uh-oh. are back 150 calories per serving. How much is a serving? One Twinkie. How many come in a pack? Two. Mm-hmm. They back, y'all. <laughs> uh, I saw a what you could eat instead of uh one Twinkie and get 150 calories. Oh, shit. 11 cups of celery, 75 grapes, 22 almonds, 100 blueberries, or two cups of carrots. The equal what a Twinkie is? Mm-hmm. You serious? How can you work off a Twinkie, Karen? 22 minutes of hiking, walking at a slow pace for 50 minutes. Wow. Jogging for 20 minutes, swimming vigorously for 13 minutes, jumping rope for 15 minutes, scrubbing the floor for 30 minutes, and running up the stairs for 10 minutes. For one Twinkie. Uh, to burn the calories off? Mm-hmm. Whoa! Uh, yeah. I don't even remember the last time I ever had a Twinkie. Twinkies are terrible to me. Yeah, they're the worst. I don't, I don't want any. Um, although, no, 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 I'll take it back. I would get one now because they're back. And I'll, and then I will bite into it and immediately realize how fucking terrible they were in the first place. Terrible. Like, I, I'm not going to pretend that I'm above it. I'm above There's it. other things to feed my fatness with. <laughs> I'm going to be like, Twinkies. It's going to taste better than a Twinkie. I'm going to be up in there like, Twinkies are back. Like Magic Johnson when the dunk contest got good again. <laughs> the Twinkie is back. Give this a 10. You're buying that shit. You're like, oh. Yeah. Then I'm going to pass it the ball, like Magic says. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, you got better. Nah, he has, but I'm never going to forget that time. Are we not? Are we off that? Because that was hilarious. <laughs> Yes, it was. Get over it, Rod. He passed it that ball. Yes, he did. He said that shit on national TV. Passed it that ball. So good. Him and Emmett Smith, man. I I love when somehow white people snuck them on the air to set us back decades. Um, Uh, Emmett now? I don't know where Emmett is. Hey, hey, Chris, you sound a little quieter than you were before, man. Is he not on NFL Network anymore? Um, I don't know. I, don't give me the line. Okay. I don't think I don't think he has a job anymore. And plus, plus, like he had that period where he learned how to speak better, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And it wasn't fun anymore. Like nope. I, I was wasting hours watching him on TV, and he wouldn't fuck up, and I'd be mad at the end of the day. I never noticed. Like I don't know. Like Magic Johnson's kind of is obvious. Mm-hmm. But like I never really get. I mean, there's football players, there's athletes. I don't. I don't expect them to be like to speak in the Shakespearean uh, vernacular. But uh, I don't either. These motherfuckers were barely speaking passable English. <laughs> This nigga Emma said a he's they were going he said I don't expect this defense to be able to 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 play good to play well today because you know a leopard never play changes its stripes. Oh my! I said Uh, don't he mean spots? Yeah. Jesus, you and your education. (laughs) Uh, San Francisco. Bay Area Rapid Transit Police are investigating the amateur pornographic video. Apparently shot on a moving train. Oh shit! I always wonder when somebody was gonna get into this because everybody knows uh, train porn is one of my favorite genres of porn. I'm trying to tell you, they didn't get the legal documentation. They didn't secure that car. Well, I always assumed they didn't. <laughs> I just, I just wondered if one day yeah. somebody was gonna be watching jacking yeah. off because yeah. that's the best part about the story is you know someone was jacking off to find this. Oh, yes. <laughs> Someone with their dick in their hand that works for San Francisco Bay Area Rapid Transport was like, oh, uh, wait a minute. Is that the eight line? You know, um, but Deputy Chief Ben Farrow said the cell phone video shows a partially disrobed couple having intercourse on a seat at the end of a BART train car. <laughs> ah, they were getting it in. The video was apparently filmed by a third party and the man and <gasps> woman in the video appear to know what that someone is filming them. Farrell said the video does not show whether the other, there are other riders in the car. The video quality is good. I wish they put a link. And, and <laughs> I know. We're like, hey, here's the video. <laughs> it's like, ooh, it is good. So right click. It yeah, HD. Man. Enough that investigators that are. Say that again, Chris. Is that Bradley? Hey, man, your your mic is you cutting. Sound like you cutting out. Away, sweet. Let me hang up and call you right back. See if we can get it to work better. Is I don't know. Can you hear me now? Yeah, but it still sounds muffled or something. It wasn't this way earlier. Hold on a second. Kyle, right back. Um, yeah, he was using his laptop. I didn't be closer to the mic. You know how the mics are built in. Yeah, yeah. I might just, you know, Skype does shit every once in a while. Uh, yeah, so. we have phase you way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can hear you now. Let me see. It sounds a little bit better. Let me turn the volume up, too. Just okay. see if that helps. Oh, do me a favor, man. Can you go to your tools section in Skype? Oh shit! Okay. It, it, it's easy, man. You can do this. What do you want me to go to? Tools, options. Okay, options. And audio settings. Audio settings. Is the part next to the microphone where it says volume? Is it checked? Yes. Uncheck that Uncheck shit. It. That might be why That's he's fading away. That's what it is. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Way better. All right, cool. Um, all right, so um. Farrow said, Farrow said the lewd conduct on BART is a misdemeanor and can result in a system-wide banning. So, uh, I can't believe it's only a misdemeanor. I like that he's trying and, to track this couple down. I feel like he wants to watch them and jack off again. And how can you have a system-wide banning? What, they're going to have that photo up everywhere? Like, can you do this on a trolley next? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, uh. Try it on a unicycle. He, he's, a, he's secretly just tracking them down because the chick was so hot. You know. Yeah. I gotta find out who this lady is. Um, did you guys know there's a Black People for Paula group? For Paula Jean? 
mm-hmm. for Paula Dean. Well, I mean, I guess it's her her if her food is good, black people will uh will will ride for. It's blackpeopleforpaula.com. It's the headline of it says we forgive in the most hastily put up spot uh like it's, website I'm say, ever. It's not even centered. Yeah, even the text is fucked up. Yeah, it is. It says you big Y O we forgive you and the U text doesn't fit in the pink box they have Mm-mm. and the spacing is off, so then it covers up the part that says Paula, Paula Dean made a mistake. Um there are not any pages to this. It's one page. Oh, that's the whole website. Yeah, there's no like, oh, and click here to learn more about no. Oh, they oh. it's just this and then give money to uh to PayPal. What did they do? Did they use this on Geo Cities? Like this? Geo Cities. Yeah, yeah, this is like no work behind <laughs> this. You can find websites that are to do this shit I for bet, you for free. I bet if Paula Dean saw that website, she'd call. She'd probably call those people niggers. She's like, look, these niggers like me. What's the problem? These niggers, they nigger rigged it, but they, I mean, they, <laughs> they, no, they really did try for it. Bless know? their coon hearts. <laughs> um, you can buy a T-shirt. <laughs> you you can buy a t-shirt black people for paula t-shirt why would i want to buy a t-shirt you can't even get a website right i just clicked the link it's 25 dollars wow 25 dollars and you and you can't even get your font right no thank you also i can't specify the size on this it just you just log in and buy the shirt my theory is that this was made by someone wanting to troll white people and make money you know it's like the zimmerman page they just found out like hey it's a lot of money in being for racism yeah so uh all right let's do some guest array speaking of being for racism let's do it sons getting about that time chris are you ready i'm ready guys all right hopefully you have your racism Racism hat on on. you know you're ready guess the race guess the race come on everybody let's guess the race (laughs) i need to do that for the theme music i like that (laughs) we got to get a professional recording of it that's what we need is game show music yes uh game show theme (laughs) but that's that's probably next on the to-do list yeah oh i got some game show theme music let me see oh shit i don't i don't know any of these uh songs let me see if i can find something that makes sense though what is this? Uh, it's time for everyone's favorite game, Sweeping like the Nation. This. That's right. For all the races at home and in the chat room. Yes. It's Guess the, the, the Race. No more crickets allowed. Today's <laughs> contestant is a comedian out of New Jersey. And his favorite, well, he's not watching Fruitvale Station. He's tweeting about Trayvon Martin. And enjoying Selena Gomez uh, pop albums. It's Chris Lambert. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thanks for having me, guys. How long have you been a comedian, Chris? About four years. Four years? Wow, that is awesome. And it says here that you love dating white women. Is that correct? I date whoever likes me. All right, let's get to the guest race. Um, Here's the first article. Uh, why, is it, why do I get the white women thing? I don't know. I just picked you randomly to do that too, and I mean, uh, I, I, it's I unfair. Like don't get me wrong. I mean, I you always you know what it is? It's because you like romantic comedies and white women star in all those. So I just say he loves white women. I think that's where it came from. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's all an right. easy connection to make. 
That's fair. <laughs> so now we missing this and that. We need a hand clap, and then then we have this whole thing figured out for us. The Texas Rangers, not the fo- not the baseball team. Oh, are investigating the death of a Kingwood woman just hours after a weekend traffic stop in Washington County. Madeline Jean Richards, 19, died at 4.30 a.m. Saturday, according to Chief Deputy J.P. Trash of the Washington County Sheriff's Office. The sheriff's deputy pulled over a vehicle for speeding at 2.45 p.m. Officers found drug paraphernalia and a small amount of marijuana and arrested Richardson and the driver, Gary Keefe, 20. As soon as they got into the Sally Port at the Washington County Jail, they noted that she looked a little bit ill and was starting to shake. Uh-oh. They asked her what she took, and she admitted that she swallowed a baggie of meth. Oh. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh. Richardson was rushed to Scott and White Hospital Bentham. Results of an autopsy are pending as the Travis County Medical Examiner's Office. The sheriff's office reported the death to the Texas Rangers which by law investigates all fatalities that occur while someone's in is in custody. The investigation is ongoing. We never knew we we're never going to know why she swallowed it. Petrash said it's just you get tragic. Arrested? Yeah. We playing guess the race. Yes, of course it's guess the race. Right. Guess the race, Chris Lambert. I'm going to go with uh, white white. All right, let's go to the chat room. Whiter than Malik Yova and Michael Irvin's chap lips combined. Oh uh, my! That's Yoba, powerful. I thought Malik Yoba was at the Fruitvale premiere. Uh, uh, Where his lips chapped? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice. Okay. Meth, Amanda Bonds. White Negroes don't do meth. Cheese eating, fish belly, Satan spawn. Watch YouTube videos to learn how to twerk white. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris cheese loving trailer park cotton ball. Oh my! Whiter than a crackhead's elbow. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Capital fat, capitalist fascist and rapist mother of Africa. Uh, rapist mother of Africa? <laughs> I think the phrasing on that one got a little confused, but the correct answer is, oh, white. She was a white lady. Oh, I saw the pick earlier. All right. You're one for one. Yes, that's Chris. round one. Let's go for okay. round two. Here's round Do I two. I win a white girl if I win? Uh, uh, maybe, but it's going to be over 200 pounds. I'm just letting you know. Okay, that's all we could get on short notice. Okay, I actually saw a black dude with a fat white woman today, and part of me was happy because the interracial couple, and then part of me was sad because it's a stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, cool! Those people were able to look outside of each other to find, oh man, white people are gonna look at them and go, there's another one.' So that was conflicting emotions, real quick. <laughs> um, here's the one about a man who uh, who who had a bad day. Just went ham on some people, guys. Oh, snap. Um, so, let me play this for you. Uh, Star News article. What do you think? Is this Chris's computer? Our confrontation ends with a man and two children being shot at a Phoenix apartment complex as Mike Watkins. Oh, yeah. Just give it a second. You know, it's got to um, recharge. I don't know what it's doing. Oh, so now it's your computer. I know. Yeah. You want to refresh the whole thing, then? Yeah, I'll try refreshing. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Why are you gonna embarrass me like making this in front us, of Chris? I know, making us look bad, and we in the middle, of, middle of the game show. I know. The show started twenty minutes late because of my. <laughs> and a bizarre confrontation ends with a man and two children being shot at a Phoenix apartment complex. As Mike Watkins tells us tonight, police are searching for that gunman, and the people who live by are badly shaken. 
Yeah, Javier, of course, over the years, we've done a lot of stories about gun violence. Son of a whore face. This, it must not load completely then. It must, I don't know. Violence, but tonight, a go. first story about. Oh, God. I'm going to kill someone. All right. Don't worry about the story then. I'll just read it because um, it won't, it won't let, let me be great. It. it won't let me be great. All right. Here we go. Police have arrested a man they say shot a father and two children <gasps> after vomiting on the victim's dog. Damn. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. They say hot dogs make people sick, but sometimes regular dogs do too, guys. I guess so. The sad part is the dog licked up all the evidence. So it's like, what are you going to do? Of course it did. Oh, my God. It happened about 10 p.m. Tuesday at the Casa Mia Apartments in the neighborhood of 32nd street uh police arrested anthony jamar houston wednesday evening less than 24 hours after the shooting according to police a 41 year old man was walking his dog in the courtyard when a 22 year old man on the second floor landing threw up over the railing and onto the victim's dog the man immediately got into an argument like how you gonna throw up on my dog it's like how you gonna have your dog underneath my patio there's my throwing up area <laughs> As the suspect later identified as Houston headed toward the steps leading down to the courtyard, the victim, apparently fearing for his safety, began quickly walking to his apartment. You got to run, dog. <laughs> He's like, I'm coming down there. He's like, I will briskly walk to my apartment. Ain't no briskly walking. You run. Just as the dog owner got to his door, Houston allegedly pulled a gun and opened fire, hitting the victim several times in the torso. The victim fell through the door into the living room. Damn. The victim's 14-year-old daughter and 9-year-old family friend uh, were both of whom were in the living room when the suspect started shooting were wounded by stray bullets. Oh, shit. The teen's father was in critical condition but has since been updated to stable. The teen and the 9-year-old boy suffered non-life-threatening non-life- injuries and are expected to recover. Doctors have released both from the hospital. Brianna White, a Casamia resident, says she heard six or seven shots. I walk back outside and all I see is a whole bunch of cops just gathered up, she said. And then I see the ambulance taking people out on stretchers. Witnesses said the suspect appeared to be very drunk. They saw him. Well, he's drunk enough to throw up, right? Yes. They saw him run from the complex right after the shooting. Uh, officers caught up with Houston around 7 p.m. Wednesday and arrest, uh, arrested him in connection with the Phoenix police officer James Holmes called the barbaric, the barbaric act of violence. Phoenix police detectives and officers worked tirelessly to get the dangerous criminal off our streets. Holmes said in an email Thursday, guess the race. You said that his name was Anthony Jamar something. Anthony Jamar Houston. Black. Black. Let's check the chat. Jamar's black. black. One who likes his women fat, chalky, and dripping of sweated diabetes. Aww. Black. Blacker than the circles around Bill Duke's eyes. Oh. <laughs> chalk only they love dogs that much well he was the one who threw up on the dog it wasn't his dog one who becomes invisible when they step outside in snowstorms <laughs> black he shot them folks and no one died negroes <laughs> negroes can't aim well isn't it Aww. ironic isn't it ironic that we're the best shooters in in, in basketball but not, not in, with guns not with guns Mm-mm. A disappointment to Bill Cosby, black, colored, black. Aww. A white man wouldn't throw up on a dog he has to kiss later. Crispity crunchy. <laughs> That's a good one. Crispity crunchy, black. Metro PCS owner, Negro, Negro, Negro. And <laughs> <The> black people. <laughs> and blacker than Flavor Flay's taint. 
Oh, the correct answer is black. Anthony so Jamar. Black, black people having metro metro PCS is a black thing. I didn't know. Me either. <laughs> I also like that. Um, my like everybody's hint for catching them were the bullets and the strays and shit, um, which is a big hint. My biggest hint: they caught this nigga in less than twenty four hours. They was like, they caught him in less than twenty four hours. Like that's a nigga I've seen first forty eight. But that's so funny, like you use Metro PCS as a racial epithet. <laughs> Get out of my store, you you Metro PCS mother Oh sorry. Uh, Alright. Here <laughs> is That's funny to me. Here look, now we're gonna get into the bonus rounds for double the racism points. Oh. Right. Bonus hey, round? Bonus round, double the racism point, guys. We're late into the show here. An Austell man convicted of whipping his toddler's genitals. Will serve five years white already. Okay, will serve five years in prison. A Cobb County jury Wednesday found Andrew Charles Pride guilty of first degree child cruelty for repeatedly beating the 22 month old boy who resisted efforts at potty training. Well, now the boy is going to be in the BDSM. These are formative years of the kid. You know, he's going to be one of. I always wonder how those dudes grow up that are like, I need a woman to step on my balls. Like this is how. You know, get a father that beats you during potty training and fucks your whole life up. This wasn't an accident, said Assistant Cobb County District Attorney Chuck Boring, which is a terrible name for a district attorney. <laughs> Ain't it dope because he's boring. Right. Yeah. This was malicious. Oh, oh sorry. Was I in the middle of saying something? <laughs> what if the article just start trailing off into like one letter over and over because yeah. the person fell asleep? Oh. It's like Chuck Bourne said, X, 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 Yeah. Oh, you got the Bourne dude. No, no, really. His name is Mr. Bourne. August 2012 abuse. The August 2012 abuse caused bleeding and welt marks. In addition to the five-year prison term, he only got five years. The minimum jail term that he could have been is could have been as much as 20. That should be the maximum jail. I don't know what they mean. Pride must serve 15 years on probation and have no unsupervised contact with minors, according to court officials. So, guess the race. You going white still? I'm still going with white. Let me check the chat room. White, Negroes ain't that creative with punishment. Confederate flag wearing, black, uh, past blue ribbon drinking, flip-flop wearing, Bible thumping, voters right infringing, privileged feet on the dashboard, George Zimmerman supporting the cuckold. Spaniard, one who gave his son Michael Shannon I will find him eyes every time he sees him miss the toilet white. <laughs> oh, that's scared that baby to death. I will find him. White. And that piss, son. And that piss. One whose adult penis is smaller than a 22-month-old penis envy white. Oh. Whiter than soap. The correct answer is black. Oh. Wow. Yeah, you missed a big one for double the bet racism points, man. That. But he got 100% though. That is going to hurt you. That's not 100%. He missed that, Karen. Oh, okay. Oh, so we take points away. My bad. Dang. So I do not get a white girl. What do I have to do? Mm. You're going to take that consolation prize. I'll give you one more. Maybe this will help you get back in the game. A Tennessee woman is filing a complaint after she said her doctor used an offensive term while giving her a diagnosis. Terry Ragland went to, <laughs> that's why I call her when Karen's on a period. Anyway. <laughs> Like not taking a trip to Ragland in the night of them, right, fellas? Let's oh, take Lord. a couple more drinks at the bar. Uh, oh, baby, hello. <laughs> yeah. 
went to a do- she went to a doctor looking for treatment for her severe lower back pain. Raglan, she said she was seen by a nurse. When the doctor who sent her to get a uh, then the doctor who sent her to get an X-ray, when she came back into the exam room, Raglan said the doctor gave her a diagnosis not seen in any medical book. Okay, he said, "I know what the problem is. It's ghetto booty." <laughs> I didn't know that was in the book. Uh, she said it's not. Oh, okay. I'm about to say you. The beginning of a porn. Yeah, yeah. I, I own several volumes of Ghetto Booty on DVD. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so. And I said, "Ghetto what?" And he said, "Ghetto Booty." Raglan said. He said, "There's no cure for it, but I could give you something if you're having pain." Oh, my dick. He didn't say my dick. Oh, I'm about to say this does sound like the beginning of a porn. Yeah, and then Lexington still comes out. He's the real doctor yes um raglan said she reported the incident to the office manager who apologized the office manager um a few weeks later the doctor sent a letter of apology saying he was trying to tell her that she had lumbar lordosis a curve in her spine that makes her buttocks protrude more and that's what he should have told her mm-hmm. uh guess the race chris of the lady not the doctor wow you know what i think i'm gonna go white I'm going to go white. I'm going to go, go white. white. Okay, I see. Ever the hopeful man. Uh, co-star of Booty Talk 300. White like Birkenstocks tucked in the shirts with no belts in the 700 Club. Ah! Black goes without saying. Jungle Booty having space cricket. White, spook, brown chicka, brown cow. <laughs> you know what I appreciate about this segment is just the racism is so distinct and there's so much specificity mm-hmm. in the racism like not just white but just white on the dashboard of the car like right feet on the dashboard like we got some like, creative you know people. my my favorite thing um because for a long time i actually thought about doing away with guest the race oh but uh spreecast changed the uh settings so that you can't say certain offensive it terms works. And okay. it makes it better. Like, people think the most offensive thing is the best, and mm-hmm. it's not. It's the most creative. Yeah, the most creative thing is way better than being like, nigger, 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 or, you know, uh, uh, whatever kind of way you want to put it. Like, to me, it's the, it's the little shit where it's like, you know, uh, Mitt Romney supporter or something. Those are the random ones yeah. that will crack me up, cause I'm like, that's true, only white people do that, or, you know, something like that, where it's like, yeah, that that was a black yeah, thing. People, and, so people have 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 come to the plate and stepped that game up. I'm proud of you, people. Yeah, um, oppressor, blacker than an iPad with no charge. Oh, <laughs> blacker than burnt toast. The correct answer ah! is black. She was a black woman. Christmas, that also. I tried to go with the. I tried to be adventurous with it. Yeah, there's. I'm just going to tell everybody out there, there's no rhyme or reason to these bonuses. I don't go, this is a tough one. I just, I just, I just, I just, I just just call them bonus. I'm like, this one will be a bonus. And you you know what, Chris? Uh, I like that theme music. We might have to rock with that theme music. Chris be doing some first with us. Yeah, he was the first person when we started five days. We got, I liked it. We were breaking out the first with Chris. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, I didn't even know what I... I don't know. Karen's making promises you can't keep, Chris. Oh, no, no, I'm not, no, no. I'm not going back and oh, grabbing that theme music. Oh, <laughs> I'm about to say I like it. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I'm not, I'm like not going back. I kids in the Eon Life class or whatever. <laughs> Repeat after me, Chris. Look in the mirror and say, it's okay that I'm he, not going to get my theme music. He music. let you down. He let you down. It's okay. <laughs> 
it's like but i'm crying because i have complex issues that cannot be solved in an hour look in the mirror okay <laughs> say it's healed and we can go to commercial break. We can go to commercial break. <laughs> Love that chicken for popcorn. <laughs> Don't touch that down. Um, got jam on it. Police say a sword-wielding man faces several charges. Uh-oh. Sellersburg, Indiana. A southern Indiana man accused of confronting police with a samurai sword during a standoff at his home faces initial charges of strangulation. And batteries stemming from a domestic dispute. What? You can get batteries from domestic disputes? No wonder Chris Brown is doing it. <laughs> How else you gonna recharge that iPhone? I see you, player. Roy, Roy His, Hizzle? Roy Hazel? I don't know. Roy Hazel, 56, also faces disorderly conduct and resisting law enforcement charges he's being held on ten thousand dollars bonds expected to be formally arraigned wednesday in clark circuit county court wait clark's circuit court okay um he was arrested early monday after nearly a five-hour standoff that begins saturday sunday night wheeling and hazel confronted officers with the samurai sword as they arrived at his home uh a wheeling said hazel did okay he refused to comply with the police orders and was eventually subdued by a stun gun shout out to the taser by members of the SWAT team who entered his home. He did not, he did speak with us, but refused to come out of the residence for whatever reason. Uh, sword ratchetness is real, people. This is the only, this is a, one of those times where people, uh, you know, just don't even have a reason. He didn't even have a thing he was negotiating. Mm-mm. He just had a sword and wanted to hurt people. That's it. Okay, guys, you don't have to do anything to offend these sword on the people. Mm-mm. The fact that you are sane, sanity offends people who own swords. <laughs> and no guess the race. No, no, no okay. guess the race. This is not funny in games, okay? There's no points <laughs> to be given out when it comes to sword violence in America, people. So if you have somebody that you love, hug them close and take all the swords out their house. <gasps> this has been another Blackout <laughs> Tips. Our guest was Chris Lambert, uh comedian. Chris, what's your site again, man? It's chrislambert.com. Uh, the podcast is uh, Monday. Monday Festival. Festival. Mm-hmm. Monday yeah, Festival. Uh, we're 21 episodes in. Episode Deion Sanders went up yesterday. Oh shit, player. What, what you talk about on episode 21, man? Your four-year comedy I, anniversary? No, that was... I really didn't even bring that up, but I, I talked a little bit about the how I felt about the Zimmerman verdict, and then I had a uh, guest comedian, Liz Mealy, who's a very uh, funny lady, and we just talked, and it was it was good. Do you now does she come to your house and record in person or do you do like Skype and stuff? This one she I have a portable recorder and we we were on a show together so I just we just uh recorded him in, in my truck and then yeah, it was, yeah. Cool, can't wait to hear it. Did you record the good morning part in front of her? No, I just do it I do an intro. That's what I thought. Don't have oh, the balls. You think, I, you think I would be scared to think in front of her? Yeah, if you don't have the balls, you don't have the balls. All I know is what happened. Okay. <laughs> Can't I go off to, hypotheticals. To the point where I can't just give the women the the real vocals because I, you know, I, I I shoot myself in the foot sometimes when I do that. You can't give them the, you can't give it all to them right away. You I hear you. leave a little something for a little mystery. I see. I yeah. like I like what you're doing. Imagination. Uh, make sure you check us out. We we'll back tomorrow at five. Um, yes, of course, uh, theblackoutist.com. 
uh go to adam and eve use tbgwt and get all of the special discounts we appreciate everybody that does that please do um until then we will be back tomorrow i love you i love you too baby Mwah. Mwah.